0: Hello and welcome to the Livestreamer Backstage Podcast. I'm Alec Johnson and this is a weekly show where I interview fellow live streamers to understand how they're using live streaming as a tool in their business and to discover the tech, the gear and the software that they use to produce great live shows. My guest today is Stephanie Liu. Stephanie is an entrepreneur, public speaker and so much more. As a live video strategist, she helps brands go from unknown to unforgettable. A digital marketing expert with 15 years of ad agency experience, Stephanie has helped thousands of her clients become confident on camera. Stephanie is also the host of Lights Camera Live and the co-founder of Leap Into Live Streaming Bootcamp. She has spoken at Social Media Marketing World, VidCon, Podcast Movement and many, many more. Now, the past few years have seen a massive growth in the live streaming space. And there is one area in particular that I know Stephanie is passionate about, and that is live shopping. There are many reasons why live shopping has become so popular, and we'll get into all of those in the show. But one of the reasons why it is so powerful is that it allows for a much more personal, intimate and interactive experience than traditional online shopping. Because of this, to be successful as a live seller, it's all about the connection that you have with your audience. Now, as an early adopter, thought leader and educator in this space, Stephanie certainly knows a thing or two about this. In fact, Stephanie is also a certified neuro-linguistic programming trainer and teaches brain hacks to help people overcome their fears of public speaking and deliver spellbinding presentations that hook viewers in. I'm really curious to know more about NLP and how those skills are applied in live shopping in particular. As always, there's lots to talk about. So without further ado, let's welcome Stephanie Liu. Hi, Stephanie. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Great to have you on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, you've been uh, such a, a help and inspiration to me on uh, on my journey with all the stuff that you've been doing through Ecamm and elsewhere as well. Uh, it's just been uh, a yeah, real help for me uh, sort of getting going and starting in the in the live streaming space. So uh, thanks for for all of that.
1: Oh, thanks for following. You know, I I think the live shopping and live streaming industry has evolved so much, even when I first started. And just to see so many others jumping on into the field, right, and into the arena, it's just so exciting to see how all of us are, are making a career out of it, building a business, creating a legacy, and so on. And so I'm really excited about
0: it. Cool, cool. Well, I I mean, I gave a little bit of a background there of your, uh, your sort of history and and what you're doing at the moment, but perhaps you can be, uh, give us a little bit more of an introduction to yourself, how you got into live streaming and uh, the things that you're currently working on.
1: Absolutely. So as you said earlier, I'm a live video strategist. I help my clients go from unknown to unforgettable by leveraging live video. And this all really started when I was working with one of my clients who is MasterChef Claudia Sandoval. For those of you that are uh, MasterChef fans, she won season six. She got to hang out with uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay. And when she won MasterChef season six, it was T Mobile that gave her the call and said, We want to do a live stream. And this was back, I think, in 2016. And all I had was an iPhone 6, a couple of cue cards from the dollar store. know i didn't even have a tripod but it was the first experience that i ever had where i had a client just completely captivate an audience and she was able to make her famous tres leches cake you know the client was super happy with how many books were ordered from that promotion alone and this is when i realized oh wow i really love this live streaming and so since then I've, i've been helping clients launch their own shows i worked with nasa that was a fun project. I worked wow. with NASA to do a live interview from outer space. That was really cool.
0: <laughs> that is quite I
1: unique. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've also worked with SkinCeuticals, just recently L'Occitane for live shopping events with LiveScale.tv. So there's definitely a lot that you could do with live streaming and the different services that you can offer to your clients. You know, Whether they want to launch their own personal brand, shopping, e-commerce, all the things.
0: Mm-hmm. and when did you start first going live yourself i mean if you've you've done this and helped clients and what what was your experience of uh, of going live for the first time yourself
1: oh yeah so I, I started live streaming in 2016 and i would have to say that it was done out of necessity at that point i had my daughter in 2015 and i realized i just couldn't go back to agency life and the reason for that if for those of you who don't know if you work at a marketing agency you're working 50 60 hours a week and I I mean, at that point, you know, when you're introducing a new life into the world, it was Mm -hmm. really like, oh gosh, I really want to be there. I want to instill my values, my belief and all that stuff with my daughter. And so I decided if I, if I'm going to launch my own agency, how do I stand out from the sea of sameness? How do I rise above the noise? And that's when I realized if you're confident on camera, then clients are going to be confident that you could get results for them as well. And so I started showing up I started live streaming on Facebook, of all things, right? It's, it's it feels silly to say it now, but you know, Facebook was the one that really helped catapult my career when it came to live streaming. And then ever since then, it really took off as far as speaking on different stages, VidCon, social media marketing world, Vid Summit, all the things. And so, yeah,
0: that's great. And how how did you get into then the uh, the sort of pivot from that to go in, into more the live shopping thing and the live selling because that's quite a a different ball game
1: it is and so it was it was funny so i first started live streaming because i wanted to live stream on behalf of my agency i wanted to promote social media marketing services but i noticed that every time i would do a show everyone was just fascinated with how did how did you do that you know and this was when ecamm had came along and you know you could do so much as far as the branding the microphones the sound effects the different camera angles and soon, I, f- I found myself doing master classes called "Lights, Camera, Live," and teaching these entrepreneurs on how to launch their own live shows. So I was doing that for quite some time, and I was also doing it for clients. And then eventually, it became people were wondering, "Well, how do I make revenue from live streaming?" Right? And this could even just be consultants like book a VIP day, book a consulting call, things of that sort. And then I eventually had clients who were in the e-commerce space. And I'm like, can we can we do this? And we're like, sure, why not? And I think Claudia was pretty much the first example because she was promoting her book. And, you know, live shopping back in 2016 wasn't really integrated into Facebook. So it was, it was m- really a journey as far as like getting people to click here, go to the shopping page, purchase mm. something, but then still come back to the show, right? right. <laughs> so uh, eventually down the line, the social media platforms kind of made it easier for these brands to step into live shopping. And so I just started pivoting my content towards, hey, if you wanted to sell your products, your services on Facebook, this is how you do it. Or if they wanted to do it on YouTube, same thing. I would do the tutorials on Lights Camera Live. I would write a blog post, things of that sort. And then eventually, you know, clients, as I said before, if you're confident on camera and you could clearly communicate concisely what it is that you do, then they're going to hire you. And so that's exactly what happened. They saw a YouTube video. We saw you talking about live shopping. Mm -hmm. You know, we need help on our teams and these are really global brands, Alec, where you know they you know they've never really thought of themselves as producers
0: mm-hmm.
1: or they have these limiting beliefs of like, oh you know if I am going to be on camera, I always have to be perfect. I have to enunciate every single thing and you know it's all about perfection, perfection, perfection. Mm-hmm. and I think you and I both know it's not about perfection, it's about connection. it's yes, about yeah. engagement. And so that that's really how my career evolved from content creator. Right to live streamer to live streamer producer, now to live video strategist, and now entering into the arena of live shopping. So as I said before, there's so much you could do with live streaming if you haven't thought about it.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite eye opening once you once you get into it that all the all the other possibilities that open up. I mean, I know that yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it was certainly a revelation to me when I started getting into all this kind of stuff, but. And in terms of the platforms you mentioned there, Facebook. So how has the sort of live shopping landscape, if you like, sort of changed, or is it continuing to change? Because it has uh, yeah. a yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's funny because I smile now. Um, I mean, live shopping is no longer a thing on Facebook. I think they they nixed that feature in October of this year. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, I mean, there are some some social media platforms that tried to do it, but they didn't really invest the time or the resources to make it user-friendly. I mean, let's be honest, for those of us that ever had to try to reach Facebook, (laughs) you know, sometimes that customer service is really non-existent, but then Mm -hmm. you have these other platforms where they do have teams that could focus on it and be innovative and develop a community around it. So you think of platforms like Twitch, Mm -hmm. where you could purchase gifts and things like that sort for your favorite content creators, or even YouTube, right? And now you have TikTok live shopping, which is like now you have these other platforms entering into the arena. You have Instagram live, but even Instagram live in and of itself. Again, it's still owned by the same company meta. Mm-hmm. It's still clunky as heck, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think and this is again, just me in the sense of the live shopping industry. I think the SaaS platform that makes shopping and streaming easier is really going to win in this landscape, the easier you can make it for clients to turn browsers into buyers, they're going to corner that market and really just take ownership of it. And so I'm just, you know, I'm waiting. I'm like, who's it going to be?
0: Mm-hmm. Who's
1: it going to be? Is it going to be the live shopping um, platforms? Are they going to take the initiative? Are they going to, let's say, acquire you know, a live streaming service, a web-based service, or, you know, what what are they going to do? Are they going to join forces? So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. really just kind of curious to see what's going to happen in this industry, or is it going to be a retailer, right? We see Amazon, you know, they, they're doing Amazon live. Obviously mm-hmm. they're going to be following in the lead of Taobao and in China. And it's just, okay, I'm totally geeking out with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We were talking before about you know in uh, in Southeast Asia where I'm based as well. There's uh, so many other different platforms, and it is a lot further ahead than in the US. But the US is still you know far ahead of uh, you know certainly Europe uh, having these kind of things. Um, but it is interesting to see how these things are how how it's sort of developing and, and moving.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I've I've had a couple of clients too in the luxury in the luxury industry, especially in beauty that are in France, and Mm -hmm. they've definitely been investing some time, talent and treasure in 2022 and just exploring what is live shopping? What do we need to Mm -hmm. know? So I definitely see in 2023, things are definitely going to start shaping up towards live shopping.
0: Mm -hmm. And are you seeing people doing this where they've got uh, a sort of, so that you were talking about a brand in particular, where they would have almost like their own shopping platform, or is this, uh, you know, on, obviously Amazon's like a big uh, retailer of everything and then everyone's there. Yeah. But then there's the other option of, you know, to actually bringing people to specific events for you know, Correct. to sell their product. So where do you see yeah. the differentiation between those?
1: Well, if you go to a marketplace, like let's say eBay or even Amazon, people that are already hanging out on the platform are there because they're already in that mindset of, I want to purchase something. They're mm-hmm. already there. And so if they catch you live streaming, then they're basically like, oh, well now I didn't realize I could ask you questions. So it, it, I think it's a great way for brands and e-commerce clients to really just capture those that are already in the in their purchasing journey. Mm-hmm. When it's something else, like let's say a luxury brand and they're trying to go on social media, if you want to go live on Facebook, there are advantages in the sense that when you do a live shopping event on Facebook, again, not the native integrations, but your live stream can be shared into different groups. Like you and I, we hang out in Ecamm and then how Mm -hmm. many different Ecamm groups are there? So just knowing that the distribution of it is easy. It could show up on a news feed, it could show up on a profile, in a group, someone can share it direct message. It's just from from a content distribution perspective, it makes it seamless and easy. However, there is the barrier as far as you know, do I trust the social media platform Mm -hmm. if I put my credit card information on there, right? (laughs) So there's that. Then you also have like these white label services where they provide you with the platform. They'll create the, the live shopping experience where you could create a registration page where users can go there, register. And then once the event starts, now they're in the event. That that is great in the sense that you're pulling them out of social media and you're owning Mm -hmm. how you want the look and feel of the event to be like however it's the same con you're pulling them out of somewhere that they like hanging out on yeah i mean how many people do we see scrolling in their news feeds or on TikTok and things of that sort so for you to try to pull them off of their devices you need to have a product or some type of show that is really going to be engaging. Like you have to go above and beyond. Like I'm not talking about 10, 15% off. I'm talking about the best of the best bundles that you have to offer. And not only that though, but the live shopping experience, again, it just has to be easy and seamless. And so some of these live shopping platforms, they will integrate with your e-commerce website, like let's say Shopify. Mm -hmm. If they've already had your credit card information, cool. It's easy to do it. Some of these other live shopping platforms that I've seen, they make it really clunky. You know, it's like you have to exit out of the live shopping stream, go right. to the client's website, purchase there. And then at that point, it's like, I mean, how many, how often do you and I get distracted by the many tabs that we have in mm-hmm. our Chrome browser, right? You're like, oh yeah, wait, no, there's a show that's going on. So <laughs> how, do you, how do you find your way back? And so there's a lot that I think we as producers can do to keep an audience engaged and still keep them there.
0: Yeah, that totally defeats the object in my mind. <laughs> you know, the whole point is to have the engagement, and if you're going to send people away and saying "come back though when you're finished," is uh, a bit of a. Uh, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's hard. friction um, as well.
1: Yeah, there, there's the, the more that you could spray a little WD-40 on it and make it frictionless, <laughs> the, the better it is. And so, oftentimes, I find that my my live shopping clients will do giveaways, and they'll mm-hmm. you know we're going to do five giveaways and. If you want this now, go ahead and purchase it now or put it in your cart, but make sure to come back. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I think just, again, coming from an agency background, when you see them directing traffic off site into the the client site Mm -hmm. at that point, it's like, well, I see everything that you're going to mention on the show. So I really don't have to stay until the very end of the show. If it's already there, you already told me the promo code, how to get the free shipping. I'm just going to add everything to my cart. Boom, boom, boom. And go, Mm
0: -hmm. go about
1: my day. And honestly, I think from a consumer perspective, that's great because I got the best deal that I could possibly get. I don't have to spend an entire hour to watch the show. And I think it's also helpful for the client because then the client is building their brand and their bottom line at the same time. However, when they're working with a live shopping platform, you know, they've invested an hour into a show. But if everyone comes in and buys everything in the first 15 minutes, did you really need the whole hour? Mm So (laughs) it's, yeah, like I said, it's really interesting. I could geek out about it all.
0: I just want to take a moment to talk about Ecamm Live. This is the live production Mac software that we're using to live stream and record this podcast. In my opinion, it is the best live streaming and recording software on the market to date. So what exactly does it do? Well, essentially, it allows you to control the content that you're including in your video, be it a live stream or a recorded video. And you do this by building out different scenes that contain the content that you want to show. This content may be a feed from your camera or indeed multiple cameras. or you may be sharing a screen, which is what I do a lot of in my tutorial style videos that I make for my Take One Tech YouTube channel. You can share the screen from a second computer or maybe even a gaming console if you are a live streaming gamer. And just as we are doing in this podcast, you can also bring in guests using Ecamm Live's built-in interview mode, where guests can join from a browser and you can then incorporate their video and audio into your production. Finally, you can add all kinds of additional graphical and animated overlay elements and the even movies to really add a level of branded professionalism that would be hard to achieve in any other way. The real magic happens though when you hit that record or go live button because then you are able to seamlessly switch back and forth between all of the scenes that you've created and indeed this is how all of the videos have been created for my Take One Tech YouTube channel and the reason it's called Take One Tech by the way is because all of the videos are made in one take with no edits. I just hit record, make the video and as soon as I hit the end recording button the file is there and ready to be uploaded. Straight to YouTube. What I love about Ecamm is not just the ease of use that it has when compared to other live streaming software, but also the greater flexibility it gives in terms of layouts and designs that you can create for your shows when compared to some of the hardware streaming solutions. And one thing that makes Ecamm great specifically for podcasts is the fact that it has the ability to record isolated audio tracks. So once we finish recording this podcast, I'll have a separate audio file for me, my guests, and any other audio tracks that have been a part of the recording. That makes the editing and repurposing of the content for the podcast so much more streamlined. It does have another little trick up its sleeve though and that is its virtual camera feature. This allows you to take the video output from Ecamm Live straight into communication apps like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Discord and so on. This means that rather than just appearing in Zoom meetings with a regular camera feed, you can now show up with all of the amazing production values that Ecamm Live gives you and deliver that straight into your Zoom meeting. And trust me, when you rock up to a Zoom meeting with Ecamm, <laughs> the the other participants will be truly amazed. So whether for live streaming, recorded video content, or to level up your Zoom game, I highly recommend you give Ecamm Live a go. You can get a free trial by going to takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. That's E-C-A-M-M, takeonetech.io slash Ecamm. And of course, you can find a link to that in the show notes as well. You will certainly not regret giving it a go. Now let's get back to the show. And how about the other platforms then? So the, like the Amazons and uh, we mentioned before, Walmart as oh, yeah. well, just sort of coming into that. So how would you see they sort of tackling this in terms of, you know, sort of integrating it into the, you know, the big, the big e-commerce platforms? Sure.
1: I mean, okay. So Amazon live, from what I understand, I mean, you still have to use an iOS device. So now you've already, <laughs> that's very
0: clunky to me. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: okay. All right. Mm-hmm. But why? Mm-hmm. And then not only that though you you would still have to use a third party tool in order to connect to it mm-hmm. right if if you wanted to do something super fancy with the overlays and all that jazz mm-hmm. um there is only one live streaming platform that you and i know of b live that integrates yep. the comments so i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. i was kind of curious as to why the other live streaming platforms and web based browsers don't have that capability so whoever's whoever's making you know, partnerships over at Be Live, congrats to you. You're doing a fantastic job. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that memo is gonna, going to come across, you know, Jeff Bezos' desk, right? And yes, he's going to yeah. realize, oh, hey, look at this, you know, and hey, who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll state the prediction now. Maybe Amazon will just buy Be Live. Uh-huh. I mean, that would make the most sense. And then, yeah, so then you have these other live live streaming software is that will have to connect into the app in order to live stream onto Amazon. They don't have the, they don't have the integrations to show the comments. So again, you would have to get super, uh, you could get clever with it. Like I know in Ecamm, what I do is I have like two screens. So I have like my camera going on and then I have an iPad that actually shows the comments. And so I can Mm -hmm. switch scenes and get creative that way. And again, you and I are real live streamers. We know how to do that. Your Mm -hmm. average Joe, your average, content creator doesn't. Yes, And yes. so going live on Amazon, they could even just go live on their device, which is their smartphone. It doesn't have to be the fancy bells and whistles like you and I like, you know, we like to have the scrolling tickers, the sound effects yep. and all that other <laughs> jazz. But I mean, let's be honest, there are some Amazon live sellers out there that are absolutely crushing it just mm-hmm. using their mobile phones. So uh, it's, it's it's interesting. I think even as an Ecamm live streamer, I had this whole idea of what I wanted to do on Amazon live. And then when I went to Amazon live and I saw what other people were doing, like, Oh, you're not doing enough. And then I realized, wait, no, no, no. They're actually making, you know, <laughs> yeah. seven figures.
0: So <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> they're doing something right. Yeah.
0: I think at the end of the day on Amazon, what people are looking for is just someone to help them make that sort of final decision. Uh, final and decision. so, you know, somebody who's just, you know, almost the, uh, you know, having something too flashy can work against you because then it looks more like a produced commercial type yes. thing. Whereas, uh, the sort of down to earth, uh, just somebody with a phone camera saying, Hey, I've got this product and it works great for me. Exactly. And you might like it because of this. It's that's the information people need. So very
1: true. Yeah, so for example, you and I both do like Amazon shoppable videos and I find that the shoppable videos that I shoot with my smartphone mm-hmm. does way better as far as conversions than if it were to be a whole ecam unboxing right. type of show. Again, yep. that's just me and my stats, it could be completely different from another Amazon shoppable video creator. But again, you you're you're looking at different platforms and every platform is like its own country with its own etiquette, with its own rules mm-hmm. and customs and how people shift as far as their behavior goes.
0: That's so true. I mean, that goes for social media in general as well. The, the first time I started making vertical video for uh, the likes of TikTok, I was uh, using Ecamm vertical video mode, uh, but doing something highly produced like I would do for my, uh, you know, tutorial videos and uh, totally not really appropriate. <laughs> you know, talk, TikTok's more about the sort of uh, Authenticity. quick, video. Exactly. Yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's get rid of the millennial pause and pretty much like just start shooting with your camera because... They're so used to seeing overly produced videos, mm-hmm. right? And so they're ready just for the realness, the authenticity. And when I think about, you know, Gen Z and how much they got screwed over with like the pandemic and whatnot, they're just like, just show me something real, you yeah. know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Just
1: be a real person, just engage me. You're like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So that's probably a good point to say. How do you actually, with your clients, how do you actually? teach them to to do that how would you uh, how would you sort of coach people to become uh, you know confident on camera and to to be able to deliver that sort of that sort of stuff oh on?
1: absolutely and i i love that you asked this question because when we do talk about live shopping, there are those hurdles, right? Mm -hmm. The first hurdle is always what's the gear, (laughs) right? Like what's, what's the camera, what's the microphone, what's the lights, but really what starts it all off is what's the gear up here. Mm -hmm. What are the beliefs that they have about showing up on camera? And so oftentimes to get a client to be confident on camera is to help them unlearn what they think it means to be on camera. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So sometimes they think that they always have to be perfect, It's like it's not about perfection it's about connection it's not about having a script the entire time it's about knowing your talking points it's about taking the mess out of your messaging so that way you could still be clear and concise so oftentimes we do media training and it's really have you ever heard the sound of your voice before have you seen yourself on camera before and if they never have you know a a really quick challenge for them is to start doing facetime calls Mm -hmm. start showing up on zoom meetings with your camera on, get used to seeing yourself on camera. And if, you know, if, if a negative Nancy, this negative voice pops up into your head, you have to squash it right away because it's not about what you think other people are thinking about you. It's about, are you confident on camera? Do you know what it is that you have to say? And really kind of like carrying on the show. So that's one of the exercises that we do. The other things that we do with our clients is really Help them develop a real run of show. And when I talk to them about the run of show, I I make a clear distinction between a script and Mm -hmm. a run of show. A run of show has different parts and elements to it that will captivate an audience from beginning, middle to end. So, you know, in typical YouTube fashion or video content creation, you have your intro, your hook, your bumpers, and, you know, what's your question of the day, that type of stuff. And I think you and i as live streamers we know how to engage with an audience in real time for a client who's never done that before that's a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like wait i have i have talking points and then i have live comments that are happening at the very same time and you know you kind of see this deer in headlights and so we do spend some time with media training getting them used to it it's never one of those things where it's like okay you hired me to produce your live shopping event um, this is our first meeting. And the next time you see me, you're going to be on air now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but in between that, we are reviewing the run of show. Like, let's say, for example, this, this one I just did recently, they, the client was very much relying on the talent to talk for the entire 45 minutes. And while she was talking, she was also expected to do a live demo of 10 to 15 different product SKUs.
0: Right. <laughs> I don't
1: know about you, but that seems a bit overwhelming while at yeah, the same yeah. time engaging with a live audience. Like, come mm-hmm. on. I was like, okay, you know, again, I'm using eCam to produce this live shopping event. I was like, we can make this engaging by playing a testimonial video or mm-hmm. if you have an unboxing video or just something to give your live host a break so she yes, could yes. drink some water because to talk for 45 minutes straight while demoing clearing off what's on your table and all that other stuff. That's, that's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes we'll take a look at the run of show and realistically, does this make sense?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Cause in, cause in their head, I, I find that the one that is actually in charge of producing the show is in charge of marketing. And they're like, well, we're going to name as many products as we can mm-hmm. because we invested so much into a signing up for this live shopping platform and B hiring this talent and C hiring a producer. So they're just mm-hmm. going to like, I want to squeeze as much juice as I possibly can Yes, yep. without even realizing, oh my gosh, if you hire an influencer who is not media trained, mm-hmm. who cringes every time she has to mention a price point. I mean, your, your show is basically dead on arrival at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of coaching that happens. Does that answer your question as, does, as far yeah, as like and- how to get a client? Yeah
0: up. it's funny that thing that you mentioned though about um you know people wanting to squeeze as much value as they can out of a particular system. I always use this analogy with uh, sales funnels and people who are creating sales funnels and email marketing where they uh, they they know that statistically they're going to get the maximum you know amount out of it by sending a certain amount out not thinking of the actual damage that it can do if they go overboard with the yes. their sort of reputation. Uh, in terms of, you know, or they, they appear as spam then because they're sending far too many emails. Uh, but this I is a kind of it. similar thing where somebody, you know, got this idea that they can squeeze the maximum out of it without actually realizing the, the negative impact that that can have. It is such a balance yeah. there. It's, and
1: so, and then this is kind of funny because I think you could even just title this as like mistakes to avoid when you're, when you're first doing a live shopping experience. I think if it's the first time for a brand, if they're doing a live shopping experience, this is brand new to the brand and the consumers Mm -hmm. they don't know what this is they they've never checked out before especially if you're taking them to a white labeled platform they're like what is this this doesn't look like your website and so already you've already triggered their amygdala and there's that fear that uncertainty that doubt where they're like "Mm, you know is this really what's happening and if this is let's say you found an instagram influencer that has you know hundred thousand followers and whatnot, but she cringes every time she says a price point, I kid you not, this actually happened. <laughs> right. And her audience also isn't well versed to her selling. Right. Then it's dead on arrival at the same time. So the, it, <laughs> I pause because it's like, yes, clients hire me on as a live shopping producer, but they don't expect to hear me say that on the end of it too, where I say like, is this your first time?
0: Is right. this your
1: influencers first time? okay, let me tell you what may or may not happen. Because oftentimes when they hire a live shopping producer, they think, oh, you know, Alec and Stephanie, they're just going to show up and they're just going to push some buttons. And it's like, "Mm, well, I'm putting my name on the line too, Mm -hmm. right? I'm putting my name on the line. I'm putting Ecamm's name on the line too. And I want this to be a successful production because if you generate more revenue in this live stream than you ever have in any other campaign, then, you know, word of mouth, that's going to get around. And if you don't... (laughs) word of mouth, that's going to get around. And there's no way in hell that I want to be, uh, you know, attached to a live shopping event that doesn't drive results. I'm here for results and not for reasons. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting, you know, when you're working with clients in live shopping.
0: Uh-huh. And I think you've sort of touched on some of the, uh, the, you know, the, the training points and this is all links into NLP and it's perfect timing. Someone has just asked in the, uh, the Amazon chat, hi PQ asked, what is NLP? Uh, so I was wanted to understand more about it i mean it's something that i've been aware of neurolinguistic programming um but i've never really fully understood it i've never like read much about it so i'd love to know exactly you know maybe you can give us an overview of exactly what that is and how that yeah. actually forms the, the the sort of structure of uh, the coaching and the things like that you do yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely so neuro-linguistic programming it's it's understanding how your mind works it's understanding how you communicate, because honestly, the meaning of communication is the response that you get. And if you really think about it, how we learn is very different. How we decide to make purchases are very different. So for example, I'm very much a visual communicator, which means I talk very fast. I move my hands. I jump from one idea to the other. You've probably already heard it on the show already. Where I'm like, oh, I'm talking about one thing, and then I go over here, and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> and the reason for that is because as a visual communicator, Ideas just pop into my head. Mm -hmm. Then you have other audiences where they learn and it's very auditory and they're hanging on to every single word that you say, and they want to hear you enunciate and they want to hear you explain it. They want you to use your words. Sometimes you have kinesthetic learners where they want you to show them how to do it hands on so they could fully grasp the meaning of what it is that you're, you're talking about. Some people are auditory digital, which means they need to understand the process and the framework. Mm -hmm. How that factors into live shopping and coaching clients is letting them know that if you're going to do a live shopping event, you can't just have someone talking the entire time. It's great to show them for the kinesthetic learners how to use your product. So you want to have a demo. You also want to have someone that has different inflection points when they're speaking. So talk fast to grab someone's attention. Slow down when it's going to be you're making a bold statement, a claim, a fact, things of that sort. So there's different ways to really captivate an audience in the way that you present your information. Oftentimes, too, in coaching clients, especially from an NLP perspective, again, clients will come and then they have this belief of what a live show should be like, look like, sound like. And so a belief could be like, oh, well, I want it to look like CNN. I wanted it to mm-hmm. look like QVC. Great. Tell me. And I could design that for you. Sometimes clients have a belief that like, oh, it's going to be choppy. It's going to be cluttered and da, 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 da. And you have to understand what is this picture that they have in their mind? And how do you clear out that fear, that uncertainty and that doubt? And how do you coach them along the way? right? Some clients, like a live shopping host, have a belief that you could never show your hands on camera, which ding, 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 you should show your hands on camera because in the evolution of things, if we never showed our hands, we'd be like, uh, is that a friend or a fell? Are they going right. to smash my head in with a rock? You know, if a caveman came over, <laughs> it's like, are you giving me fire so I could cook? Or are you going to smash my head in with a rock? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to NLP, it's really understanding how can you communicate more effectively because the person with the most flexibility controls the system. If you could see in the comments, how people are asking questions, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but I'll be on a show. Someone will ask a question. The guest will answer it. And then a similar question pops up. And then the guest will respond in the same way that they did the very first time. Mm-hmm. But again, the meaning of communication is the response that you get. So if they didn't get it the first time, oh, it yeah. doesn't make sense for you
0: to just <laughs> to repeat say it verbatim
1: the second time. Yeah, yeah no, it yeah. doesn't work. Like mm-hmm. use an analogy, use a metaphor, use something else to help them better understand. And again, so whoever has the most flexibility controls the system.
0: Mm-hmm. And so it's. It's like basically trying to appeal to all of the different ways that people uh, absorb information, really, and uh, and being maybe stepping out of your natural way. Because presumably, as well as people absorbing information in the same way, then you have a natural tendency to be, you know, explain in a certain way. So it's uh, of
1: course, yeah, yeah. We automatically we will communicate in our default, right? So. Again, I, I talk very fast with my hands and I know when you say, oh, Stephanie, it's going to be a podcast. Mm -hmm. I have to mentally remind myself, slow down. Mm -hmm. And I have to mentally remind myself, how do I explain this using my words? Because there are, there aren't going to be any visuals to share as I'm describing certain things. The other thing too, in NLP is understanding how consumers make a decision. Because let's say for example this iPad that I got here, there's a certain way that I bought it. And so I first, first I saw it. So I, I saw it visually and then I asked a friend, okay, so why do you like this particular iPad over Mm -hmm. like one of those remarkable tablets? And then once I heard what he or she had to say, then I went online to compare the different prices and all the things. But that was basically my, my buyer's journey. I had to see it. I had to get verbal confirmation from someone else. And then I had to do my research. If someone came to me and said, Stephanie, you should buy this iPad. Just touch it. It feels really nice. I'm like, I don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> if it feels nice or if it's lightweight. I want to know if it's reliable and how do I price comparison shop for that? And so oftentimes when I'm working with clients, it's, you know, you don't just show up on a live shopping stream and say, buy, 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 buy. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's a story that has to be told, just like any other movie that's out there. There's a story. There's that hero's journey of this is what I struggled with. And then I discovered this. And when I discovered this, it allowed me to do this. And now I'm inspired. And that's why I bought it. And this is why I think that you should get it too. It follows a certain formula. And so in NLP, when you're sitting down and this is just like me and, you know, working with brands, it's what is that buyer's journey? How are we going to tell that story? because facts don't sell stories sell and so Mm -hmm. what's the story that you're going to communicate and so one of the things like i'll give you another example of mistakes to avoid right (laughs) um they once hired an influencer and in the run of show alexa said um tell us how you found out about our product this is literally what she said she's like oh i was walking through the store i saw it i thought it was really nice and so i bought it so yeah you guys should buy it too and it's like (laughs) what (laughs) You know, like, where's the emotional... Yes, yes. Where, where, there's nothing. It was uh-huh. just it was just like, you're just telling us. But if I told you that, like, I have two different machines, and I need to be able to switch from one device to the other without having to worry about charging my mouse every single night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, but I can't even tell you the last time I charged this thing. I just know that whenever I need to hop onto a live stream, boom, I'm ready to go. This allows me to do that. It's reliable. And not only that, though, I love that it has the scrolling thing. You know, I could talk about the features and the functionalities, Mm -hmm. but even that is just much more impressive versus like, oh, you know, it just had the best price. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, you know, at what cost?
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs)
1: What's the real cost of that?
0: (laughs) And so when you're teaching people how to do this then, I mean, because it's something that doesn't necessarily come, uh, you know, automatically to people. So what's the process to, you know, to actually acquire this as a skill and to sort of bed it in? How do people go about, you know, to, to do that, <laughs> you know, what's, learning, what's the sort like of yeah, yeah, what's the learning process for yeah. that,
1: anything? Well, so here's the thing is that oftentimes we don't really spend a lot of time learning about communication, do we? Mm-hmm. I mean, we read business books, we read articles about the latest gear and all that other stuff, but how often do we talk about other people's communication styles? If we ever had to learn about how do I create a video script, we did it through our own filters, yes. Mm-hmm like, oh, this is what works for me. This this fits within my comfort zone. And so for someone who really wants to learn how to captivate an audience to really learn NLP, I'll tell you, it's not picking up a book Mm -hmm. because the book in and of itself, it's filled with so much jargon. Mm -hmm. My best recommendation for you is to go to an actual training because Mm -hmm. now you're in this immersive environment and generally what happens is that in the first couple of hours, you'll discover what your communication style is. You'll realize whether you're visual, auditory, kinesthetic, or auditory, digital. And then you'll realize the person that you have the most conflict with is probably the opposite of you. Right. <laughs> so we, there, there's this test where you could see where you rank the highest. Mm-hmm. And then you'll also see where you rank the lowest. More often than not, I'll tell you this where you rank the lowest is generally the person that you have the most conflict with. Right. That could be a client, that could be a partner, significant, a sibling, or whoever, but there's this miscommunication that always happens.
0: Got you. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's usually very enlightening for NLP participants. They're like, oh my gosh, we were speaking different languages. Mm-hmm. And even entrepreneurs, they'll realize, oh, I got this lead that was coming in, she sounded really excited, but then when I got her on the Zoom call, Like, I don't know what happened. They ghosted me. And then they realize they could read the email Mm -hmm. or they could look at their social media posts like, oh, she was kinesthetic. And so she wanted me to make her feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and grounded. Whereas I was just listing, here's the workflow, here are the facts, here's the numbers. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And it's like, "Mm," again, misconnection. So when you're in an actual in-person training for an NLP practitioner, average is about seven days. Right. And in the first the first couple of hours, again, you're learning your communication styles. You're learning different other people's communication styles. Then you start to learn about, well, what are their patterns? How did they actually make their decisions? Because how I make my decisions is very different from how you chose to buy that microphone, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe you heard about it in the Ecamm group and then you did your own research or you did this. You know what I did for my mic? I just called Doc Rock. Doc, I want to sound amazing. And I'm like, you tell me what I need to buy. He said, you mm-hmm. buy this. Okay, great. I bought it. That was my decision making process. Right. So if anyone ever wanted to sell something to Stephanie Liu, you would have to tell Doc Rock. And then he would have to call, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not going to be an ad. It, mm-hmm. I don't have to see an ad seven times to be convinced. It has to go through my own filter. And I think when you understand everyone's filters of what motivates them, like what motivates you to go to the gym? Is it music? Is it you seeing, you know, high school friends like, oh my God, how are they totally ripped? I, I need to go to the gym, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's understanding what motivates people. And so when you go into this immersive training and you, you have an opportunity to be the practitioner, and so you have a client and then you get to analyze what their communication style is, what their patterns are and all these different things. And then they'll reverse and they'll teach you about you. On a whole different level, and you'll realize, oh my gosh, that's me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's fascinating. So when you when you're training people then for you know NLP specifically for live, I'm interested to hear what the feedback you get about the sort of knock on effect that that must have through every aspect of their life. (laughs) You know, it must be quite a revelation to people who come with one thing in mind and then leave with something that's uh, you know quite a revelation in many other respects.
1: Oh, absolutely! They always leave training. Just like, I wish I had learned this earlier right? because most people, when they come to my trainings, they come into training thinking that they're going to use it for business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they realize, well, communication is like water. There's not a single day that doesn't go by that we're not communicating. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it's not, it's not just you talking to your kids or you talking to your wife. It's also the conversation that you're having internally. Because mm-hmm. how many people say like, oh, I want to do this. And then they talk themselves out of it. You're like, why did I talk myself out of it? You're like, oh my God, I've been talking about this for like so many months. Why have I not done it yet? And so oftentimes when they go to this training, they realize what patterns they have, who did they learn those unconscious patterns from, and then then they learn, okay, well, how do I create a new pattern? How do I create a new strategy? Mm -hmm. And then they realize, okay, so now how can I teach this to my family, my friends, my coworkers, my business partner? And for me personally, how do I teach a client to be a good client? Right. Right. Because so many of us um, who are new to the entrepreneur world, we're just excited to have a client. (laughs) We're just excited to have someone that's going to pay their invoice on time. Mm -hmm. But really, we have to teach a client how to be a good client. And to be a good client is to learn how to communicate. So if there's something that I delivered in a live shopping event that you didn't like, you have to tell me so I know how to refine it how I know I want to do better because let's be honest, you know, everyone's just trying to do the best that they can with the resources that they have. And if someone is withholding information because they can't communicate clearly, then they're not going to get the results that they want. Mm -hmm. But you and I, or for those of us that are NLP trained, we know that the reward is in asking the right questions because so often people will think that, oh, well, I'm just going to tell you the good things. And it's like, "Mm, you don't always have to tell me the highlight reel. Can you just tell me what you're really thinking mm-hmm. because oftentimes even just one percent of doubt is already self sabotage and i say this because when i have a client we're doing a live shopping event and we ask them have you promoted this on your social media channels because we want people to show up live to your event they're like oh well you know just in case it goes wrong i'm like no 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 you can't <laughs> oh, even say that
0: dear. right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like,
1: like, you can't say that Uh Like I understand Murphy's law: what can go wrong will go wrong. But if you're already going in, saying one percent room for doubt, you've already sabotaged the project. You're already there's already this seed of doubt of saying, okay, this isn't even going to work. So why even try?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I can't imagine anything worse than that. (laughs) You know that
1: it's yeah, and and it's sabotaging your own success. (laughs) Yeah, like stop doing that.
0: And you mentioned that, mentioned earlier about that when you're actually running the events because obviously you uh, you train other people to do this, but then also you just go and do events for other people for brands and how would you find that experience where people are actually just bringing you on to say, okay, well, we'd just like you to do the uh, the live shopping experience for us. How have you found doing that and working with uh, with brands and you know for somebody else who maybe wants to start to do that for brands themselves what what are your thoughts sure on that? so
1: do you mean as as a producer as or as the host or as the trainer?
0: Yeah. So, so as well as training people, but then like where they just hire you because they think, well, we could get trained ourselves, or we could come to an expert like you to, uh, to actually do the event. So as a producer host and you know, that, oh, that, yeah. that side of stuff.
1: How did I get into that? Um, so it's, it's interesting because remember we were talking about Amazon live, how some people are just really, really crushing it and mm-hmm. they're doing it because they're making their own affiliate income from it. I personally, like, honestly, if you ever went to my Amazon Live, I use it more as a portfolio.
0: Right. And
1: I use it as a portfolio to demonstrate my production value. Mm-hmm. So that, that's kind of where I go with it. Uh, when I'm doing it f- as the actual talent on the show, uh, clients will generally come to me, and I, I think they, they come to me because they know that I, A, I have a teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know that i could have the key messaging points and i think you know as a live streamer who's been doing this for over six years now i'm used to seeing the comments and i know how to switch the scenes i don't really get flustered to be honest i feel Mm -hmm. like as live streamers both you and i uh live streaming is improv we're okay with that we're Mm -hmm. fine with that we're okay with pauses and not freaking out
0: yes there are some
1: people (laughs) they're like oh my god i have to talk for like the whole entire time right Uh you're like no there is power in the pause Mm -hmm. and so clients will generally come to me because a they've either seen my amazon live they've seen me on youtube and really it's it's more of just the personality and they realize okay i really like her personality i feel like if i have a question she's going to explain it to me if i don't understand she could explain it to me a different way. And she's not going to make me feel dumb. Right. Mm. And so that's, I, I find that that's the easiest way for me to find clients is, you know, they're just looking for someone that's easy to work with that knows the different platforms is pretty knowledgeable. I think for you and I, you know, as, as live streamers, we have the advantage. I'm, I'm just telling you that right now, cause I've seen these influencers <laughs> and I've been on the calls afterwards with the client, they're like, what the hell happened? They're just like, <laughs> you know, cause they're like, oh, you know, they're so great on, on social media. But as soon as the camera went on, it's like their spirit just left their body and they got right. completely possessed. <laughs> and you're like, who was that? Who yep. was that person? That wasn't, I wasn't expecting that person at all. Like who hired <laughs> that person? <laughs> like what happened? Yeah. So I think live streamers like you and I, especially in the eCamp fam too, I mean, there's so much to our advantage. It's really just a matter of putting ourselves out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned there about the, uh, the the teleprompter, and obviously that's another another plus. Is if you've got someone with a studio set up already, that's uh, sort of ready to go, then that saves them a it lot. of It makes your that life so stuff. much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I and, sorry, gone.
1: I was going to say, I can't tell you how many times I showed up in like in A tech rehearsal call with an influencer, and they're like, "Oh, I've got my my tablet," and I was like, "What do you what are you trying to do with this tablet?" <laughs> 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 and they're like, "I'm going to do this live shopping event on this tablet." I'm like. No, you're not. (laughs) Like, You're going to get a webcam, whether it's the Elgato Facecam Pro or, you know, like you're going to get something, but you're not just going to use a tablet.
0: Yeah, Uh It's it's amazing that that sort of spills over into the whole sort of business side of things with, uh, you know, everyone being on Zoom for two or three years. And yet uh, most people didn't bother putting any effort into the way that they show up on on, on business calls as well. It's the same thing that you were just talking about there. It it amazes me (laughs) that uh, people don't sort of consider this really.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes when I'm working with clients, so again, like even as a live shopping producer, you have to give them advice as far as the gear, Mm -hmm. um, the internet connections, things of that sort. Because again, I'll have talent that shows up and I've had to have those hard conversations too, where I'm just like, "Mm, you might want to have to find a different influencer Mm -hmm. because if she doesn't know how to turn on her laptop, I mean, friend, (laughs) we're going to have some issues. Or, you know, it's just, one of the things that I like to do, especially in Ecamm, is like, can you hop into the studio, hop back out, and then hop back in? Right. Just, if you could do that, if you could click a link, come back in and get out, in less than a minute, mm-hmm. good. But if you're all of a sudden calling me on the phone, like, I don't <laughs> know, now my, my, there's a barrier security, I'm like, oh gosh. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good yeah. uh, good little uh, initial test <laughs> to see if mm-hmm. they pass that, that first one. Uh, you've yeah. talked about some of the gear. Perhaps you can talk through uh, what you've got in your, your studio at the moment. So what's some of the gear oh, that you, you use?
1: Yeah. So my favorite is the ICANN teleprompter. I think I have the 10-inch one right here. This one was actually referred to me by Luria Petrucci. Again, if you ever want me to buy something, you have to go through my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I ask my friends first, like, what is it that you have? Mm-hmm. And so I have the ICANN um, teleprompter. I'm connected to a Lumix GH5. That one I learned, it was either Sean Cannell or it was Roberto Blake, one of those guys. And then I have two key lights attached to my desk. Thank you, Elgato, for hooking that up. And then I have the Rodecaster Pro, which Doc Rock helped me set up, connected to my Shermite because he used to make fun of me because I was rocking a Blue Yeti. And <laughs> <laughs> apparently you have a Blue Yeti, you and you're in the Ecamp fam. They come after you really hard. Um, the other one too is I have the stream deck. So I absolutely love the stream. I feel like the, the stream deck and Ecamm were like the biggest game changers for me when I first started live shopping, especially when I was doing live shopping production. Again, for those of you that are, are new to Ecamm and and live shopping, one of my favorite things that I like to do, Alec, like, is I like to show my clients the different profiles. So here's the profile that I had for this client. This mm-hmm. is how we set up their scenes. This is how we flowed. Uh, this is how we could do yours. And so I have different profile settings for the different dimensions. So Doc Rock put together like the Amazon Live Ecamm profile. Right. So it has all of the different settings. Boom. Thank you so much. And then for LiveScale.TV, I have my own profile settings for that too, because they actually stream in a four by three, which I'm like, all what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So then it's, it's nice for me to have those different profiles. But that's pretty much my production. I'm a one woman production with a Mac M1 Mini. Uh-huh. And then I have my iMac, which is probably—don't even laugh—it's probably like a 2017, you know. But it's just my—that's just the one I use for like email. But my dedicated live streaming machine, especially for podcasts and interviews like this, is on the M1.
0: They're—they're they're amazing. The those M1s. I think they took even the the Mac Mac geeks by surprise. You know, when they actually we realized that how uh, the performance out of the M M chips were. It's uh, it's quite. Quite amazing. <laughs> Again,
1: yeah. And I, I have to blame it on the ecam fam because as soon as it came out, you know, they're just like, Steph, you need to have like a dedicated machine to this. And I don't even know when the Mac M1 Mini came out, maybe like a year or two ago. Had to be like two years ago because mm-hmm. then I bought all the things. I, I feel like every two years I'm upgrading my studio. For those right. of you that are getting into live shopping and live streaming, <laughs> just be mindful of that. You're always going to be upgrading your gear, uh-huh. period.
0: Yeah. And with the yeah, the Stream Deck, I I always say that the I'm so pleased to have gotten into this uh, this space because I discovered the Stream Deck because I now use the Stream Deck far more for other things other than just live streaming. I thought I'd be just switching scenes, but it's like my ultimate power productivity tool. Oh <laughs> my you, gosh, yes. Are you this what what are some of the other ways that you use the Stream Deck aside from live streaming?
1: Yeah, okay. So We haven't dabbled into this or talked about this yet, but I'm really into Jasper.ai, which is this artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. that you can use to create your marketing copy. So they have different templates uh, to write, let's say viral tweets or a press release or different things. Anyway, they have all these different templates and I have my favorite templates at a push of a button. I could have this artificial intelligence, Jasper, start writing a blog post for me. It's insane. So I'll do that or even if I'm in Descript, which I use Descript to repurpose my live stream videos and I will use it for editing. I -hmm. will have my shortcuts that I normally would do on my keyboard. I would just push up a button on my stream deck and I'm pretty much, I'm good to go. I would say even when I'm not live streaming, I still love to use my sound effects when I'm in Zoom meetings, especially if oh, cool, I have yeah. to pitch clients. <laughs> let's be honest, right? Like we have clients that are jumping from one meeting to the other. But if I come through with like a sound effect, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. They're like, wait a second, <laughs> this is different. Now you have their attention.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how how many different things that you can, uh, you can do with it. And just to speed up productivity, I use it some, for all kinds of things there's a great app for the mac called um uh oh, the the name of it's just completely slipped my tongue it's like my ultimate power pr- <laughs> why does that always happen when you're live <laughs> the, the, it's like, okay hey, well
1: when you're in Descript, you
0: can yeah, just you know just go, you, you could overdub it yeah <laughs> uh, keyboard maestro is the name of the app but um that one can do really powerful automation on the mac and then because there's a plug for the keep the stream deck now you can just sort of trigger all of that so uh, yeah i was in heaven when i discovered that you could do that it's pretty pretty really? amazing yeah That's <laughs> Um, Now, I always also like to ask um, of any book recommendation you've got. And as we're near the top of the hour, I want to be conscious of your uh, time. Yeah,
1: yeah. So one of the books that I I absolutely love is called Presenting Magically. And it was written by Dr. Tad James. And he really integrates how you can use NLP into your presentations. Mm -hmm. And I love it because when he originally wrote the book, it was for presentations that you would do on stage. So how would you... Uh, Captivate an audience with using your hand gestures? How do you get into the right mindset so that Mm -hmm. way your energy flows into your audience as well? Because it's really a dance when you're speaking on stage. If you take those core concepts, you could still apply it to the virtual stage that you and I are in now, Mm -hmm. you know, with live streaming, with Zoom and virtual summits and whatnot. It's a fantastic book on how you can. Create a story, create a presentation that, again, hooks your audience in, whether you're using analogies, metaphors, embedded commands, all the things, the magical things that you find in NLP wrapped into a book that I I'd have to say is like, it's an easy read. It's got to be like less than 200 pages, but it's so applicable right. to every aspect in our life. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I'll be definitely reading, <laughs> reading that one. I saw it when I put it in the carousel. Yourself, I thought, oh, I have, have to go and check that one out for sure. Yeah, so it's on my, on my list. It. Now, you mentioned obviously that uh, one of the best ways to uh, to learn NLP is uh, actually practicing it. So, perhaps you can talk about some of the uh, the trainings that you've uh, you've got going on in this uh, in this sort of space as well, and uh, how people. Oh, can you're amazing! Get hold oh, you're,
1: look at you! I'm so prepared. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, the on commanders are is our training for NLP and our next NLP practitioner training is in April 2023. We do it virtually. We do it remote, which means oh, cool. if you're in the Netherlands, if you're in the UK, I've had people in Canada and Australia all join in. It's 7 full days and you'll learn everything about NLP. You'll become certified as an NLP practitioner, NLP coach so that way you could coach your clients. And when I say coaching clients, it could be even your employees, your teammates, your board members, all of that jazz. You get certified as a hypnotherapist because let's be honest, we all talk ourselves into things and out of things. So if you could get Mm -hmm. into that internal conversation, then that's also helpful. And then the very last one is timeline therapy. And it's really about letting go of these negative emotions that holds people back. Anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, you know, because Oftentimes when a client says to me that they're scared of being on camera, I'm like, it's an inanimate object. What are right. you scared of?
0: <laughs> yeah. Who
1: are these people that you're scared of? Where do they live? What are their names? You know." And so you'll see, right, like right there, we had Joe Floyd. He is a virtual events producer too. Same thing. He'll work with his clients as far as how do I pitch to these clients? What are their decision-making strategies? Mm-hmm. How do I communicate to them? Get the results that they need. And he'll pick up on limiting beliefs, you know? So sometimes like, I'll give you an example, client will come and they'll say, well, what's your price? You'll name your price and they'll say, well, it's too expensive. And you say, well, compared to what? (laughs) What are you you comparing me to? Like, oh, well, piano lessons. Like, oh yeah, (laughs) well, live streaming, live shopping production is completely different from piano lessons, right? So if you're interested in how you can captivate on command you're more than welcome to join us. Our next training is April 2023. It's 7 full days. You'll come out completely certified, board certified, and honestly, you'll change the way that you do your business. Within mm-hmm. the first 2 hours, I will tell you, you will look at how you communicate differently. You'll scroll back at old emails. I've had past students do this. They'll look at their emails and be like, "Oh my gosh. I completely missed what that client was saying. Then they will email them back using the client's preferred communication right. system, and then they'll win back that client. Mm-hmm. It happens every single time. And it's the most fascinating thing because between you, me, and the Wi Fi, and everyone else that's listening, everyone just wants to feel understood. Mm-hmm. And if you take the time and the effort to adjust the way that you communicate to help someone better understand, you have them for life at that point. They'll want to work with
0: you. That's so uh, great. And you talked there about the like the value of it. It's with all these things, you know. People often focus on you know the, the price of the thing itself without looking at like what is the actual return that they're going to get on that yeah. investment in their business in themselves. I also love the fact that it's which is something I hadn't really thought about is the fact that it's also the way that you communicate with yourself <laughs> and that sort of self talk. Yes. That's. uh that's a, a sort of huge aspect that I hadn't really uh, re- even considered with this with this kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. Sometimes I have clients where they're like, you know, I've been thinking about doing this. I'm like, great. Well, how long have you been thinking?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for six months. So when would now be a good time for you to do it? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could think about it for six more hours, six more days, six more months, or six more years. You could think about it. Or you can actually do it. Yep. And then that's the point where they realize, oh my God, I've been in this pattern. This is why it's <laughs> taken me so long to launch this product. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. You know, at some point they realize, oh, sh- I'm that broken record. And it's like, great. So now that you're aware of it, what are you going to do differently? Because nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And so let's be honest. You're going to go into 2023. If your goal is to ramp up your live shopping production services, if you, your goal is to win more deals, if your goal is to go on more vacations, mm-hmm. right? How are you going to do that? What it's going to be different that you did in 2022 that you have planned for 2023? And I'll tell you this, it's not offering Black Friday deals. It's not offering Cyber Monday deals. It's how you go out there and you're communicating your business, your product, or your service.
0: hmm that's uh, that's so uh, so Thank powerful, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just uh, mention as well your other site as well. So for people who want uh, the the sort of live streaming side of stuff and help with getting set up with that, uh, perhaps you can talk a little bit about uh, about that as well.
1: Absolutely. So, lights, camera, live is where I help my clients. If you're looking for a remote live producer, I am your end to end solution. I will help you find talent, develop your run of show, produce your show we can repurpose your content and so on. If you're also looking for, Hey, Stephanie, I want to launch my own remote live shopping production house. How do I get started? I have a VIP strategy day where literally Alec, you and I could spend a half day or a full day. You have full access to all of the templates, contracts, NDAs, all the different things that I've ever done with my clients, slap your own, you know, logo on it. You're good to go. I mean, at that point, we'll Will pretty much outline, okay. So, what's your business, your product, your service? How much are you pricing it? How are you pitching it? How are you marketing yourself? And more often than not, most people aren't marketing themselves. They're like, oh, you know, it's referral based. It's like, okay, great. So, when are you going to be done doing referrals? Or, you know, when are you going to go out and start planning when you want to work? Because I'll be honest, I mean, for me to have a lifestyle business, it's like, this is how many VIP strategy days that I want to do. These are my clients and I know when their busiest shopping seasons are. And so I have this whole entire forecasting template of like, these are my clients. This is when they're going to be busy. Oh, and PS, by the way, this is when I want to go to Disneyland.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So I'm not taking clients that month. So then I have to plan how I'm going to do the rest of it.
0: That's uh, that's cool. That's cool. You're thinking now. <laughs> I am thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking more and more. <laughs> this has been one big thought experiment for me today. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And obviously for anyone listening or watching, I've left links to all of these things in the, uh, in the description. Uh, so you'll be able to go and check out everywhere where Stephanie is. Uh, what's the sort of next big thing that you've got uh, coming up though, if there's anything in particular that you'd just like to uh, let people know about or any final wow. thoughts that you'd like to leave people with?
1: You know, the, the, the biggest thing right now is, well, we have the biggest holiday shopping season coming up just around the corner. So I am coaching a lot of clients as far as, you know, which live shopping platform should you be on? And we're developing different shows. If I were to tell you what I'm most excited about, I will definitely say for sure it's the April 2023 NLP training, because there are so many clients, as I said before, nothing changes if nothing changes. And they finally come to that point where they realized I have to do something different. It's not about the new mic. It's not about the new camera. Mm-hmm. There's something that's holding me back. And once I figure out what that is, then I could I could go from unknown to unforgettable, just like that.
0: Perfect. Well, that is a perfect message to leave people with. So uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge and wisdom and experience with us all. It's been, uh, been great to... Uh, finally speak to you sort of face to face as it were i've always uh, enjoyed following what you've been doing in the ecamm community and elsewhere as well and uh, always appreciate the uh, the sort of support that you give in the into the community so uh, thanks for coming on and thanks for all that you do as well stephanie you're
1: the best <laughs> cool
0: Right, well, I shall just wrap it up then and then we'll have another little quick chat backstage. But thank you to everyone for uh, tuning in, watching, listening, wherever you are. And uh, next week, I'll have another great guest with another great conversation. Just a reminder that you can find all of the links for everywhere you can find Stephanie. You'll also find a link to her gear list. She's got all of the gear that she's using in a nice little concise list and you can go and check that out in the show notes as well. Thanks a lot for checking in with me and I will catch you next time.